Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of Pat and John on Their Best Behavior. I'm Pat. I'm John. And today, we have one of my very dear friends, Prince Dollars, promotions coordinator at Hot 97, to talk with us about uh, someone who's very near and dear to uh, John and I's heart, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. the uh, Canadian immigrant, otherwise known as Aubrey Graham. (laughs) otherwise known as Wheelchair Jimmy, otherwise known (laughs) as uh, Drake. Um, Today, or a couple weeks ago, was the second year anniversary of Scorpion. His, uh, would you, I mean, it was like, his his opus, I won't say it's his magnum opus, but it was a, it's it's an opus of some kind that he released uh, upon um, new, possibly the the biggest, internal personal drama that he had ever gone through and at the time i listened to it once and i was a little disappointed wait pause pat where where are your manners first off thank you for joining us prince (laughs) yeah yeah thank you i'm here oh sorry it's all right we should we we need to we need to free him from his cone of silence i'm here uh, before being introduced you you diving right into (laughs) yeah i'm sorry um it's all right Okay, so Prince, let's let's. So, where were you when this album dropped, and what were your first thoughts when you listened to it? Me personally, I enjoyed it. Just me okay. overall. Now I can't talk for you, but just from my perspective, it was it was well put together. Um, mm-hmm. I was in the house. I was anticipating it already. I had to play it through two times just because I was expecting it to be like a full on hard album you don't know what to expect from yeah. drake every every time out drake comes out with an album it's always going to be different from the last style uh for sure versus versatility you know you don't know what to get from him so it's like getting that is always a rubik's cube so i didn't know if he was going on beef mode or if he's going to go on straight up singles we can get right into the singles you know so big god's mm. plan you know let's talk about yeah. that you know he dropped the video first you know yeah and it's like such a fulfilling loving video you know, mm-hmm. giving back the to the donations. community. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just makes you feel good. You know, like that, that was a, a fucking number one, you know, that that's yeah. what it did. Yeah. So I didn't know what the direction was. And with all the controversy, which, you know, whenever you want to dive into that, you know, it was, it was, it was a punch, but I enjoyed it personally. I had mm-hmm. to take two, two, two listens. It's always with me. I got to listen to it twice just to run through it. Right. Yeah. Once on the Especially speakers, because his albums, even even the shorter ones, are still not short, and there's still a lot to digest. A, a lot to digest, just even with the wordplay, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we'll we'll definitely get into like sort of how your feelings have either evolved or not evolved on the album, not evolved but changed, I guess. Um, but going back a little bit, what um, what is like, what was your first ever experience with listening to Drake's music or like engaging with him as? like a celebrity um and and sort of like what does he like mean to you as an artist or what does he come to mean to you uh so i've been put on the drake shout out to my boy dice to god he um he was working at a life at the time started a life started putting in the work downtown i've been in the lower east side area for quite some time mm-hmm. and uh drake's actual first concert in new york he threw my boy dice in the backyard of a life so wow. um they were we- always close Drake shouting him out constantly and shit like that. But my boy Dice was always shouting him out like, yo, Drake's coming, Drake's coming. 
I couldn't mm-hmm. anticipate. You could never anticipate a, a megastar, you know. But you could just yeah. listen to it. Like I'm into influence and just listening to music and seeing progression. And um, you know, he didn't disappoint at all. But just from the from where he was at, you know, just doing mixtape Drake shit, you know, to mm-hmm. where is he at now, you know, I know. It's, it's amazing. So like, I've had, I've watched the whole experience, you know, him doing shit with like Trey Songs back in the day. You know, 2007, where it was like, you know, people was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm jacking this, but I don't know, you know, who he's going to be. We never know. But I, you know, I'm enjoying it and he's still doing it. Shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't like wavered at all in that regard. Mm-hmm. Did you, um, what was the first either album or mixtape that you really, I don't know, that, that made you say like, oh, this is like one of my favorite artists or this is someone who like I see as like hugely influential to like the landscape of like hip hop and rap? Honestly, I would say it took me until about views to really get there. That, mm-hmm. w- that was really when it was at. Because the first album was kind of skeptical just because it was more mm-hmm. on a label standpoint. You know, yeah. it was you could tell it was heavily influenced through Cash Money. You know, they, Young Money, Cash Money, they were heavily influenced. Even on the songs and things like that. It was like th- their direction of what Drake wanted to be. But then when you get to Take Care, it's like Drake opened up. You know, it's like this is mm-hmm. Drake's project. You know, Marvin's Room, yeah. shit yeah. like that. It's like, okay, we're getting who they, who he wants to be, you know? And then him teaming up with The Weeknd, and we all know how that goes, you know? It just ended sure. up being more better music, you know? And it's like, holy shit, he's only progressing, you know? Yeah. So I think Views was like the first time I'm like, yo, like, people not gonna be able to fuck with Drake in a couple of years. Like, you know, I'm really mm-hmm. able to say, like, you know, he's, he's getting there. He's there, you yeah. know? It's not just he's doing pop music. Like, he really has bars. You know, he'll he'll stand up for himself and then after yeah. that you know if you're reading this too late you know so much mm. yeah pat isn't that is that is is if you're reading this is too late uh is that your favorite no i think it's nothing was the same is, is oh, my favorite. Okay. Mm. um i guess well john when was the first time you kind of like drake kind of like hit you um definitely take care but take mm. but that was a, a little late i was a little late on on right. take care i just wasn't listening to a lot of uh rap and hip-hop at the time like i i was kind of late to that game like i listened to um most of kanye's albums but just like wasn't i was mostly into like pop punk mostly into like indie folk kind of stuff but started getting into more of like the rap and hip-hop that was like appearing on like end of the year list like pitchfork rap essentially mm. and um yeah, I kind of got the sense that like Take Care was both like a critically acclaimed record and wildly successful and also his whole I don't know, aesthetic and vibe was something that I really fucked with because like I like sad, morose shit and Take Care was v- like very much like a sort of fully realized articulation of that. Um I mean we we I, we talked about this on our first episode when we talked about our underrated uh Drake songs, but like I still remember listening to Over My Dead Body like lying mm-hmm. on my parents couch and just like the goosebumps just like yeah and i get like a lump in my throat <laughs> um so that's and that's that's the aspect of of drake that i really that i really like um like i like that he's a good rapper but i definitely like you know the what what people used to refer to him like back in the day as like being like the the soft you know the soft rapper that uh that he is so agreed well i went to i went to a a, a high school where most of the most of the kids were jewish so 
around Thank Me Later, he was like that that album was so mm-hmm. big at my high school because for one a lot of people knew him from the show. Right. Which I still have I I've seen like the clips. I've seen him like get shot cuz cuz that's like become memeified. Yeah, so but I never realized that ever happened to him. Yeah, but I never yeah. realized how big that show, that show was. was. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. I, I didn't really have like any kind of metric for that. And like he was also I feel like I knew about him from I didn't know about him from like guys at my high school. I knew about him from girls because it was mm-hmm. all about like the the sex symbol that is Drake, right. which is something that he's like embraced and like fought with his entire yeah. career. Yeah. For you Prince, like what what is like what does Drake I guess represent for you in terms of like what you know because there there are so many different aspects of his music like there is like him as a rapper and like more bombastic um like egotistical side of his music and then mm-hmm. there's like the softer sadder stuff um what what like is this the strand that like speaks to you the most or is it like the fusion of those two things that you really like uh i think it's just the lyricism you know people mm. people uh they don't give him that much credit on that you know and like you said they always get on like him for being like the super soft guy or whatever and Mm. you know making those songs but the songs when he actually puts down like the the lyrics and he's actually with the pen and the pad i think that um well it was uh if you're reading it this um if you're reading this is too late that album was literally just a rap album you know where he just and I, I'm me. I'm just. I love bars. You know, I love it. Can't you know? That's where it starts from, like the boom daps. So yeah, for him to show that diversity and say, "Hey, look, you know what? I could sing. You know, I could do the love songs. I could do this." But yeah. now I'm taking on something. So that's what he means to me. Is like he showed that he can conquer the fucking rap game. You know, that he can take over everything. Yeah. That's why he, he tells himself, like, I'm battling myself. Literally. Yeah. I'm battling ghosts. Like I beat the Beatles record, you know, things like that. <laughs> yeah. It is egotistical, but it's real shit. This is him telling you guys like, look, it's no longer I'm coming. I'm here, you know? So for him to just stand on that, that pedestal was like amazing. Well, I think it was more important. It's always been more important for him to be accepted as a bars rapper because he's always citing um, UGK, mm-hmm. uh, Jay-Z. He mm-hmm. really... And of course, like, you know, his original, like, benefactor, Lil Wayne, like, he's always wanted to prove himself uh, as, like, the tough talker. He just became known as, like, the smooth talker, if you will, yeah. and, like, the the romantic guy. Um, so I felt and like... And as being it, corny, too. Like, there are a lot of people who think yeah. he's corny. Yeah, and that's the thing. It was like, in the beginning, that's what people were looking at. That's why I couldn't measure what his success would be. Because there was a lot right. of people on him that was like, ah, oh, he's corny, you know? And they used to try to do these things to, like... You know, they, they had little memes when he was, like, smelling his breath to go talk to a girl one time in, in a... <laughs> yeah. You know, and things... Yeah. Like, at a basketball game and things like that. And they're like, this is what they were trying to do, you know, to just shade, yeah. shade his success. Uh, I think another big thing was when Lil Wayne went to jail, you know, because now, mm-hmm. you know, he got to be the forefront of the young money, cash money enterprise. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, it was him and Nikki that got had to really step it up. And that's when really they um, both of them, you know, both of them did it with it to the best of their success. 
and yeah. uh, Moment for Life. You know, you had things like that that came out after that. And you just seen them just skyrocket after that. By the time Wayne came out, I felt like that's when Drake was already, you know, becoming the bigger artist. Yeah. You know, it was like, wow, Little Wayne, at the time before that, he put them all on. Yeah. Well, especially when Lil Wayne's album started to kind of dip in quality Depreciate, in a pretty, like, yeah. palpable way. Yeah. And that's the problem with with certain artists that drop so much content. Because then you get, to, yeah. you get used to the sound. It's like, oh, I'm done with it, you know? He gave us so many mixtapes. Mm. Or they're not able to adapt to, like, exactly. the new Go with the era terms. of rap and hip-hop or music. Or, sorry, pop music in general. Which I think that I, Drake well, does all perfect. He's the best yeah. one to me. What do you... Because you mentioned the the point about how like bars are so important to you, what do you think about the or what did you think about the the 2015 summer beef between Meek and Drake? Um, like to be honest, how, how I loved that... it. I loved you it. loved it. Okay. okay. Yeah, I loved it. Okay. But you know why? Because that point was where it showed he's not no punk anymore. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. Meek yeah. Meek is my thing was. Honestly, Meek handled it wrong. He did it the media way when he should have really went the street way how he, he wanted to do it. He was listening, mm. you know, he's in a relationship and they're telling him things in his ear and he didn't re- respond and it, it bit him in the ass, you know? Like, Drake was on him. He thought that it was just going to be one disc because that first disc that Drake dropped was kind of lukewarm, you know? Right. But when he mm-hmm. did back-to-back, it was like, I'm coming back at you, you know? And then yeah. rumor had it that he had a song called Three Peat that he never dropped, you know, that he said he would have sure. ended Meek's career. And and just to have that, you know, in your back pocket, it was like, holy shit, you know. He already did him bad. This song is up for a Grammy. We know right. it wasn't going to win. But just the controversy of a what if. That shit yeah, was right, really right. there in our faces right. waiting until Grammy time to see if this fucking song was going to win, you know. Right. And And it, it was like he had his backbone. It was like him doing his own thing, you know. And I, I think Meek misjudged that people – Drake had become such a thing at that point that people didn't really care if he had ghostwriters. Like it yeah. was just accepted. Like the Quentin Miller thing, I don't think it, it broke their perception of Drake. It's I'm not saying that – and also like Drake doesn't have ghostwriters for every single one of his songs. Mm-hmm. But I think Meek misjudged that because he thought, oh, people will think lesser of him. But actually people – doesn't care. They I, want equality. Yeah, don't music. give a fuck. Don't care. They don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah. this is a good album, whatever. Yeah. You know, I think I yeah. bumped that shit the same night. Like, whatever, you know? Sure. Okay, sure, you let sure. the cat out the bag, but whatever. It happens. Sure. Um, how can you speak to Drake's ability to study so many different regions, study so many different rappers, not just uh, in America, but like overseas mm. and like grime guys and like really be influenced by like West African music, dance how, hall music, mm-hmm. uh, dance hall. Um, like how, how special do you think that is? Um, I don't think that it's, it's being special. It's just that he's in tuned with what's in, you know, sure. I feel like Drake, this is the whole thing about music and hip hop. And um, I'm going to give y'all a real gem that um, it, it's a, it's all a wheel. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. a wheel. It spins, but it, it's always, when you notice that Chicago rap is going on, everybody wants to do the Chicago rap, you know, and mm-hmm. it just happens. It phases out after a while, but, you know, right. this is what you get. It's like right now, Brooklyn drill music. Everybody's on Brooklyn yeah. drill music trying to listen to, and trying to do that. It yeah. was time when everybody's doing it. But the crazy thing about it is 
if you want to know who's doing the forefront of starting these trends, it's really Drake. He's going mm. and he's finding out this music and then he's fucking taking it back over here because he knows that you can't hold on to something for too long or you get it gets boring. So right. he gives you diversity through that. You know, he even did the, the Spanish, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mia, Mia. You know, it's like he's going to yeah. always constantly do that because he knows that people's attention is just boring after a while. Like, it's it'll last sure. seven, eight months, but then after they want to know what's the new. So... Drake just has it in him to to turn that on and off switch of when he knows that something's getting corny and he just jumps on to the next thing. But it's already too late. So then when the next artist does it, they're like, oh, Drake did it first. But, you know, he's yeah. he's listening. That he's He studies music. That's what it is. Mm. He He's a real, you know, student of the game. He's always going to be constantly on what's the next thing. And that's what yeah, people yeah. aren't understanding is that he's literally watching the wheel spin and look, Jumped on the song with Favi, you know? Right, right, right. You see right. what I'm saying? Like, he he just did it all over again to you guys. Because he understands. It's like, if it's going, this is what I'm doing. Everybody was doing the Jamaican music, but he's like, you know what? I'm going to go with these artists that's big out there or even doesn't have the name, and I'm going to build their career off of it. And that's right. the wheel. And that's why he's always able to. There's always a Drake song. Always. It's always. Gonna, exactly. Everyone is like, this is the one. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the one that he's going to be known for. It's really and then, and then another one comes out and you're like, oh, he, right, he wrote that song. Like he he wrote like start from the bottom. He mm-hmm. wrote hold on, we're going home. But like that seems like so long ago and so many like incredible singles. Ago. Exactly. We had an episode about the weekend earlier, okay. and we were both like we were both kind of shocked. Like wow, this guy has also been in our lives for so long. Like the weekend's been around since like. 2010 2011 like that's a long time and he stayed Mm -hmm. fairly not i would say he hasn't been as successful as drake but he's done a pretty good job but like to me drake has had like a song every year Mm -hmm. since i have been aware of him in like 2010 and like some years like 2012 where there's no album he's had like a guest feature on like two or three amazing songs like that summer of 2012, it was like No Lie with Ch- Two Chains. It was mm-hmm. uh, Pop That, French Montana. Yeah. It was Dice Pineapples. It's like. And that, and that's what I'm saying. That wheel was right then. And you see, yeah. that, that was the yeah. Miami wheel. You see that? Yes. That's how the, I Maybach, look at it. the Maybach Miami mm-hmm. wheel. Yeah. Um, so let's let's get into uh, okay. let's get into the the album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. so I'm curious about just sort of our like respective. Um, I don't know, anticipation periods of the album, sort of like when it was announced and how like excited we were for it. And then like how, you know, our views may have changed or how like our perceptions of like the, the push to T stuff, which admittedly, I just like don't know that much about like rap, like beefs and feuds and stuff like that. Like I always, I always want to like learn more about like the nuance of them, but there's always like references to stuff that I just like have no, no idea about. So my even my whole like understanding of that is going to be like very uh very lacking because uh, I'm I'm bad at paying attention to it. But um, yeah. So we'll we'll start with you, uh, Prince. So like, what when you heard about the album? Like, what was your experience with the singles and like finding out that it was a double album and and all of that kind of stuff? So when it first when I first heard about it, again, you know, you wait for a Drake album. You know, it's either you're gonna get it one year or you might have to wait two years. You know, it's just it sucks with artists that that you know they they, when they're so big that 
most of them don't drop every year. Drake does mm. it, you know, but it's like you don't know. So when you, whenever you hear like your your anticipation is good, like you you want it to be what you expect it to be, and nothing more than that. If it's more than your expectations, then you're like, holy shit, you know, this is great. But if it doesn't, then it's like a waste of your year. And then sometimes, <laughs> right. then then it's like they might take two years to give you the next album because they're they're out right. of sync and. You know, you gotta wait till something happens and just life happens, but whatever. So when I first heard it, heard about it, you know, and he started to push that he's dropping this album, I won't lie, you know, I was very excited. I'm like, holy shit, bell time, you know, more life, you know, fire, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and then even with that, come on, he had some that right there was amazing in its own. So I'm like, how could he top more life? Mm -hmm. That was my thing. It was like I wanted to hear because he gave us the playlist with more life, passion fruit. I love that song to death. You know, it was like mm -hmm. it's like that. I call that the glow. H I love glow so much. I call I call that the H and M album. You can play every song in H and M. Yeah, you know, like yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> so that's really where I looked at it, and I'm like, this is. Um, I wanted to see if he was gonna go more harder with it, and then you know, the Pusha T stuff happened. So that's when it started to be like he was dropping diss records, and I'm like, oh shit, is this gonna shift mm -hmm. the album? controversy happens and it's like uh you know is he gonna postpone it because that's what usually artists do you know and he's like yeah no it's still coming out you know yeah and there's gonna be two of them <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and it's a double disc so i'm like tiger woods you know like <laughs> yeah yeah what was your experience with it pat yeah tell us, uh, buddy. i mean i'm always i'm always excited for drake because i'm never gonna lose I mean, I, 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 I'm not a, a huge fan of views, but with any Drake release, like there's going to be four or five songs that will stay in rotation, you know, for the next come for basically for the next like two or three years. Um, I loved the nice for what video. Mm -hmm. I, I was really into like the whole like bounce thing. Yeah. And Bye. I, I thought like, I thought the video was cool how he it was like all women like he he knows that people are going to talk about the video in the fact that like it's directed by a woman it stars like very famous women and like he he just like he knows what people are going to talk about and he's very savvy in that way yeah and I was like and the the stuff about so John what would do you do you need clarification about like the stuff with his son no, so my, my my understanding, I'm I'm like exposing myself here. But my understanding is, uh, did Pusha T he started it right? Yeah. Did he start the beef? Yeah. So Pusha yeah. T started it, and then Drake put out a tr a track in response, and then that's when Pusha T came out with the um the story of was it Al Adon? Yeah, and that was just like pretty much the end of it. Uh, and like he yeah. outed him for having the son. He used that picture of uh, Drake in blackface, mm -hmm. uh, and just like that one-two punch was like obviously not not great. So yeah, so I think I'm pretty yeah. I think that's that's okay. my understanding of it. Yeah, and that obviously Drake lost pretty terribly. Yeah, and I I also thought it was interesting because Pusha he had just released an album himself, mm -hmm. and it was like seven tracks. So, you know, is that, does that Daytona? Does yeah, that year, so, is that the same year? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the same month. Yeah. It was Kanye dropped Yay. Mm -hmm. Oh right, yeah. Which yeah. which strain you know push which you know label mates with Pusha, but Drake has songwriting credits on Yay. Yeah, 
mm-hmm. right? Um, I think it's the second track. Um, the Sun stuff really made me want to listen to the album much, much, much more. Because <laughs> mm. I was like, w- you know, we've all grown accustomed to the character of Drake. What's something that Drake has said his entire life? I don't want to be like my deadbeat dad. Like, right, I don't want right. to be like, like, we love Dennis Graham now. Like, he's like with the mustache and stuff on Instagram. And now <laughs> right. he's like become exactly what what he's bemoaned about. Um, yeah, so I had super high expectations off of that just because, you know, the ball was in his court. And it wasn't going to, it wasn't something like Meek where it was just going to like pass over with yeah. like that kind of like personal bomb. It was like it demanded a response. Um, right. So, yeah. But I, I think that also, that hurt my ex, like that in, in effect, it, it hurt my, my couple, my first couple listens through. Because mm. I just felt like, ooh, this is just all happening a little too quickly. Right, right. Um, well, so we'll get, we'll get to that when we talk about uh, listening to the album itself. But I feel bad. I'm like, in, this has been such a love fest that I'm injecting like some negativity. So I... I'm not going to mince words. I fucking hated Views so much. Wow. I hated the shit out of that album. If you listen to it now, uh, it's just, actually really good. I, so I it's did. I listened to it in anticipation. Yeah. I think it's just... It's, it, it was it's, the timing. Maybe it was the timing. I just I just think it's insanely long, mm-hmm. like in a way that I just don't like most albums to be. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't... I just don't think the songs are there to this day. Um, Western Row Flows? It, it's... What? Western Row Flows? I mean, I like I like some of the songs on it, but it's like it's a it's a slow burn of an album. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a long time to get into it, and like it's just not it's not what I like about about Drake. Drake. So I didn't like Views, uh, and I also like that album was like not a critical hit mm-hmm. of the type that he. I mean, he had Take Care, Nothing Was the Same. Um, if you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah. Um, just those three. That's an incredible run, and yeah. like Drake was experiencing success of every single type. Like he was critically acclaimed by the hip hop community, but also like the indie, you know, publication community. And so I kind of saw views as like, not obviously a, a, a commercial hit, but I didn't really like it that much. And, but I was excited about, about the new stuff. The shorter uh, end I figured of the stick. Like, yeah. And I figured like he cares about that as well. So mm-hmm. I thought he would like kind of respond, which I think he did. Mm-hmm. So super excited just to see what he does next. Cause I, I love him as an artist. Um, was so excited with the singles with God's plan and nice for what, and then two things happened that made me not as excited. I'm upset <laughs> as a single. Yeah, that uh, was tough. And then that happening not long before it was announced that it was a double album. Mm-hmm. If he had done a different single after after Nice for What, and it wasn't what I think I hate, I'm upset so much, I think I would have been like, oh, great, like three incredible singles and it's a double album. But then I, when I just saw like how, when I responded so negatively to I'm Upset, I was kind of like, oh, so I felt the this same is way. a single and it's going to be a double album. Like I just, if anyone says they're releasing a double album, more often than not, I'm going to be like, are you sure? <laughs> like, mm. are you sure you want to do that? Sure. Um, and yeah, so that kind of lowered my expectations for it, to be honest. And that kind of, that kind of uh, made me a little more tepid toward it. And then, yeah, again, didn't really pay attention to a lot of, like, the feud stuff or the the, the beef stuff, but obviously saw that he had a son, and I was like, wow, this is going to be interesting. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of, I, I when it was released, I very much was, like, very, very nervous when I was about to hit the, the play 
the play button on Spotify. Well, that's a good thing. You know, you lowered your expectations, but I feel like, you know, he did what he had to do on it. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and so I mean, he definitely got people got people talking. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. He, he just wanted to say the gloves was off. That's it. You know, the yeah. gloves is off. He wasn't going to get, like you guys were saying, you know, it, it wasn't the same reaction. You weren't going to get the same thing like Meek. Pusha T mm. knows, you know, to be the aggressor in this situation because right. Pusha T does rap beefs, you know. Meek doesn't yeah. do, like, he he's a battle rapper, but he wasn't doing, you know, rap beefs. And that's the yeah. thing what would made Pusha T more prepared. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was really corny on Kanye's side too, just to be honest, you know. Like you if if you're working, you know, even with the, the duppy freestyle, can I can I dig deep into it? Can can I do this? No, right please, now? please, All right, please, please. That's what cool. this is for. Alright, great. So fucking he drops duppy freestyle, you know, and he was saying it because I think it was more him being hurt of him having mm-hmm. conversations with Kanye in confidence. Right. And you're fucking telling, you know, you're supposed to be, that's just like it, me and Patty, you know what I'm saying? And me and Patty are good friends. And then he, and I tell him something and then he tells you, you know what I'm saying? We don't get right. along that well, you know? And then now sure. you told my sure, fucking sure. business to, you know, yeah. <laughs> a chick that I deal with, I'd be upset too, you know? Sure. So it's just, it's three degrees of separation. This did not happen, but the audience, this right. did not yeah, happen, yeah. by the no, way. No, it was this just hypothetical. Yeah. hypothetical, correct. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what happens with this episode. <laughs> But you know that's that's what um that's exactly what happens and he trusted Kanye. The beef started with fucking as far as Little Wayne, you know, Little Wayne and Pusha T. This that's where the beef started from, you know, yeah, all the right. way back then. So this beef been bubbling and fucking Pusha just literally shifted his attention from Little Wayne and went straight for Drake. You know, he just doesn't like the whole cash money camp. So he's like, right. fuck you too, you know. But Kanye was supposed to be the mediator between that. Just being a good friend, you're supposed to be the mediator. You don't go and also like his place in the scene as well. Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 fucking corny, you know, because he's telling Drake information as well, you know, even him saying the line about his his uh Pusha T's fiance or wife now, you know. Um Right. I'm gonna let it ring like uh Virginia Williams, you know, things like that that he said that he wouldn't know unless somebody told him, you know, which was the con- right. common denominator, which was Kanye. Mm. He instigated this shit, and then, you know, he backed away. Well, if there's one thing that we know at this point, is that it's that Kanye's uh, capacity for corniness uh, knows no bounds. Yeah, and also, if you notice, Kanye was literally in the middle of a rollout during that time. I don't know if you guys remember. Right. He did yeah, the, it yeah. was every month he was going to drop a, a good, uh, what is it? It was a every music. week they did... Because I know they Tiana Taylor was was last, and they it screwed Pusha, up her. Yeah, it was that week that that's when Scorpion he that Drake dropped it purposely to fuck up the sales. He's like, "Yo, I'll fuck yeah. all your whole shit up," and like literally right. they weren't even like in the. And then it being a fucking double disc, and you look on the top charts and it's like one through twenty three is Drake. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, can we can we talk quickly about like what I see the past three or maybe two or three years of like the proliferation of the double disc mm-hmm. like artists putting a big album mm-hmm. and then just keep adding songs to it and there's like a cynical part of me that's like oh this is what mixtapes used to be like i used to be a dat piff guy i love mm-hmm. that piff yeah um 
please sponsor the podcast. Um, <laughs> for real, you'd you'd get this huge you'd get this huge mixtape for free, mm-hmm. and it would be this playground for the artist to like experiment, kind of like go like not have to clear samples, mm-hmm. but it was just so that they could just work on their craft. And yes. who originated that and got that to a science was Drake's mentor Lil Wayne. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there came a time where the labels were like, hey, why don't we make money from both sides of production? Like we're only making money from the album on iTunes or Spotify. We're not making money on this like experiment, like freewheeling kind of thing. So mm-hmm. what, what do you think of the past two years of just like these these artists just dumping all this stuff at once and – Kind of, and I've talked to people. Uh, very good friend of mine at, works in the music industry and as an A and R, and he talks about like it's all about the algorithm. It's mm-hmm. all about like putting as much out there and then just having people hit that, and just as soon as the last song happens, back to the top. And if you have a big ass album, well, that's a long time for it to go all the way down, you know, and that's. Right. That's that's a stream. That's a stream. That's another stream. Um, just like, what are your thoughts on that, Prince? Um, well, one, I think that there's a king of doing these uh, large albums. Shout out to Chris Brown. You know, nobody beats him with his <laughs> fucking 47 track albums. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, I also I think on a I, I love I love music, you know, but it's also not, like it's so hard for artists to know what a hit is that they I feel that personally they just put out so much music and, and they're tired of creating it, you know? Like it was a thing for artists to create shit. And now they're like, let's just put it out and see what what the consumer is gonna love. What song right. is gonna hit now. So it's more like they wanna give you a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, and rather than let's just say hypothetically, like Lil Little Wayne he had some tracks on some of these fucking mixtapes that were better than any of the album shit that he came out with, you know? Yeah. Like Pussy Monster, you know? And shit yeah. like that. And it was like, yeah. um, they they start to take that and understand we need to find out how to make a platinum song. It's so right. hard for mm-hmm. for us to know because we 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 as the consumers and the listeners always wanna hear something different. So they try to give us something different, but if it's too left field, it's like I'm not fucking with that, you know? Right. And I think that's where we're at right now. So they're like, let's just put out so much so so that they can and like you said, it's the algorithms. It's all about the algorithms. It's just, right. you know, how many streams you can get because everything is stream based anyway. You know, we're not doing mm. CDs anymore, or any physical copies. So the best way for them to do it is just give you as much as you can. It's literally gonna be downloaded on your phone anyway. Right. And, and you might get a track and say, I'll go back to it. Well, I, I think that's a good transition to like what we've done is what we've like kind of con- constructed our own playlists of Scorpion. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's mm-hmm. a it's a two part album and we could talk about like the duality of it. You know, the mm-hmm. first side mm-hmm. is somewhat more rapping and then mm-hmm. the second side is a little more R&B crooning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um b-side yeah and i i think you know that i this is a little bit of a tangent but prince are you into the little baby album the new little baby album yeah i, I i've been liking little baby since like when he did the drop the freestyle 
Well, I, I feel like he's a great example. This new album is a great example of like, yeah, it's fucking massive. It's like 24 songs. Yeah. And there's like videos that play as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just like make your own playlist. And it's, yeah. it's just kind of interesting. It's like now it's my own album. And now I have a little baby album that's like 10 songs, which is like perfect, you know, from like heating right. up and emotionally scarred and goes all the way down. And it's just like a and you spoke to this, it's like a better consumer experience. Yeah, but listen to what get you to just decide. said. Exactly. You're your own DJ now. You get what I'm saying? And that's yeah. the best thing. Yeah. You got your favorite artist, but you can curate your own playlist on your own and say, I made my own album to play throughout yeah. anything, mm-hmm. through my daily work, if I'm driving, anything. Yeah. The songs that you want to X out, you just delete that shit. And it's like, you don't have to ever listen to it ever again. Right. But right, you can right. literally make your own personal album to your, the best of your ability to what you like. And it's never going to be the same as if my, my you know, opinion, your opinion, anybody's sure. opinion. But that's the yeah. best thing. Well, before I mean, before we talk about, like, our respective, like, resequences or, or rehashing of it, um, I mean, I, this might come through in our... Well, yeah, we'll just talk about I mean, what... So we've talked about, like, the lead-up to the album. Like, what, what were, like, our just kind of like initial reactions to to the record i mean prince like you said that you you really liked it so mm-hmm. what 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 was it about it that really spoke to you when it was when it was released uh i'm so big on diversity you know i'm so big on diversity yeah. and um i was just i was concerned that it was gonna be so anger you know i thought it was, i was like mm-hmm. I, I don't want a fucking anger album with drake you know him just mm-hmm. trying to make it where because once i heard that he was going back and taking songs off and putting new songs in you know mm-hmm. i was like fuck you know like we don't never know let's just talk about the hypotheticals again you know what was the album before the whole shebang happened you know like well like they took that away from us just because you know he had to address certain things and he felt like his i didn't want his direction to change it's just so hard when you're an artist because you got to get literally into a mood and then now it's like you, you take away from this element and now we get the mashup of you know, probably the happy shit with a little bit of real shit. And then yeah. now it's the media shit rather than what he had in, in mind the first time. You know, it just, I, I was hoping that it wasn't something more like if it, to me, the singles were like, whatever, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I liked God, God's plan, but I was like, like you were saying with the I'm upset single, it mm-hmm. was like, fuck you know i thought it was yeah. gonna be like a like a full-fledged he's going rogue yeah you know now he wants to prove a point and that's the thing it's yeah when when artists emotions get involved now you got to deal with that in the trends of their album and it's gonna go sure. and translate into that so mm. i didn't want to hear that i wanted to hear some good shit like what i heard you know Mm, yeah we never hear drake talk spicy you know and i got final fantasy i'm like holy fuck you know i've we got sure. <laughs> you know it's just like i was i was happy i'm like good all right he stayed on track you know and i'm glad yeah. that his camp told him look you know what we're just gonna stay afloat and go with the regular program we'll just add sure. some some new tracks in there and mob ties was so great you know because yeah. he he really let it be known he was just saying like fucking you know you you're not gonna deal with me now you're gonna deal with jay prince you know he said right. I, I trade in lv bags for body bags you know mm. like he's letting them know like yo stop playing with me i, re- I really yeah. got some people behind me that you don't want to me- deal with so you know him just addressing like that and then went back to the album i'm fine with that two sure. thumbs up three if That's i have great. one 
Sure. <laughs> what about for you, Pat? Um, I, I think, well, I, I, I was a little disappointed the first time I listened to it, but the, the first thing that struck me is that I was glad that he went back to more of the, like, soul samples of, like, nothing was the same, yeah. take care. I thought the, the, the music of the songs was incredible. I thought the production yeah. was just amazing. I mean, like, to still – to make Michael Jackson Michael Jackson in 2018 is, is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like who's the only person who could make that feasible is Drake. He's probably one of the only people. Maybe yeah. Kanye, but like it, it's it's Drake. And I thought, well, I listen. I I think I, I, I maybe we're not ready to talk about specific songs, but like I, Ty Dolla Sign on After Dark is yeah. top five guest verses for me of all time, all time, all time. Like it's the incredible. harmonies, I I think it is like so fucking beautiful like the dj premiere beat static major i mean it's like yeah think about static being dead since before the carter three and and putting them on the album it's crazy if it for me maybe if like the the song like the lyrics themselves kind of fell flat i i felt like the music was gonna hold up so fucking well Mm -hmm. and i and i'm not I, i love the i love the much more than like the beats in the beat choice on views. Um, I like a lot of the stuff on um, more life um, just cause it's a little more like interesting, but, but this for me was like such a great musically a return to form. Mm-hmm. So what about you, John? Yeah. So I think because, because I kind of had those lowered expectations, I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised with like how many of the songs were great. But ultimately, I didn't find myself listening to the album much beyond the second week that it came out. Um, mm. And it kind of got lost. Uh, for, for me, um, that year was like just a really great year for music. Um, so, mm. yeah, just like I, it kind of got lost for me. And I kind of was disappointed by that. Like, I remember like later on in the year, like looking back and I'm like, oh, I really wish I liked this record more because like I wanted a double album from drake to just hit me more than it actually did i still liked it a ton more than views and didn't think that it was a bad album but thought that it was a really weird album and kind of from the get-go thought like huh like what what would have been different if this was just like synthesized down into like one one single one single record um but i i I liked it like i thought some there were really some great songs on it but again i am just because i primarily listen to albums and am interested in the album as a unit like it's really hard for me to conceptualize many artists out there who like can put out a double album and have it be like something that I'll repeatedly go to and listen all the way through because that's what I want to be able to do. I want to mm-hmm. hit play and I want to be able to be like, yes, like this is why this song is first. This is why this song is in the middle, and this is why this song is at, is at the end. And there are elements of that in this record for sure. Um, but yeah, for me, like when I first engaged with it, it was kind of like a shrug. Um, I kind of was like, well. I can listen to nothing was the same take care or if you're reading this it's too late and that already is so much music that i don't need i don't feel bad that i can't listen to scorpion from start to finish and you think the sequencing in those albums is better or makes is more cogent okay more more cogent definitely definitely nothing was the same and 
for sure take care again i just don't think that like albums need to be more than an hour long like mm-hmm. i don't care right. who you are um which is that i think that's kind of why it took me so long to get into rap music because it is just yeah. a totally different way of engaging with albums that i'm probably i'm probably too like in the indie folk like sufjan stevens radiohead world which just is a different it's just a different way of engaging yeah. with the album as a unit what you're saying john is that you don't want to listen to my young thug zip drive <laughs> no i'm sorry Pat. <laughs> i'm sorry it's still sitting in my inbox yeah uh, i don't have i also don't have the memory in my computer i need to get another yeah. hard drive for that so you don't want 400 young thug songs yeah. yeah sorry sorry uh maybe the second half of my life um well so okay so let, let us let's get into our uh, our new versions of this album cool um who wants to go first or should i go first i want to hear patty pat you're you're the, the people are calling your name Woo! i got it um okay so uh john you you cut stuff right i did yeah oh, I, did. I cut stuff too good oh yeah i i didn't so i'll give you my bloated <laughs> friggin track list and then we can yeah we, we so can discuss curious. it after i run run through it all right so number one emotionless Mm-hmm. Two, Mob Ties. Three, Is There More? Elevate, Talk Up, God's Plan, Don't Matter to Me, Summer Games, 8 Out of 10, Nice for What, Final Fantasy, Blue Tint, Peak, Survival, Nonstop, Can't Take a Joke, Sandra's Rose, March 14th, After Dark, That's How You Feel, Finesse, Jaded, Ratchet, Happy Birthday, I'm Upset, In My Feelings. Mm. yes yeah, so, so there it is with, so starting with emotionless okay yeah um Lo- love is love to start a drake album with a soul sample yeah yeah you can't you can't go wrong there uh, i'll just i'll do a spoiler and say that's that's i put that as the first track as well uh, oh really of, of mine yeah yeah so we're on the same love to see it yeah yeah uh we've been spending way too much time with one another i gotta say um, it's very like before you go on it's it was extremely hard to navigate around the songs that i just don't like because you guys cut stuff so that makes yeah. your life a little bit easier yeah so, so how did you approach that so what did you do with those songs that you didn't like did you just like sprinkle well, them I throughout just, and hope that they'd get hidden you know i have this like this like editing brain from from films that like however something ends, oh boy <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we're going there however some it's really important how one song ends and another sure. begins so I was really just like I played this album a ton of times on shuffle, yeah. not in order. Like, because I f- I find the order a little frustrating. Like the mm-hmm. kind of like duality of it. Yeah. So just like hitting Too shuffle neat. and then just like going with certain moods. I think the only two tracks that they're actually sequential in the album are. Is it can't take a joke in Sandra's Rose? That's 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 it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really great sequence in the album, <laughs> and I couldn't couldn't clearly could get it out of my head. Couldn't split. Yeah. So yeah, it is a great sequence. I I did split those two up. Um, but so what were the tracks that you didn't like know what to do with? I, I really I, it's very hard to put. I'm upset and um, what's uh, in my feelings? You don't like in like, my feelings no <laughs> what Man. i i i don't know i i, I thought you didn't know what to do with it because the song is so good because you you mentioned that at the beginning or before we started recording that you didn't know what to do with it my feelings but i thought it was because like oh it's such a great song but I, I need to like be careful where i put it i i didn't know what to do with it no it it, it feels like 
you know when an artist releases an album now and they have a deluxe version like the future yeah. album right okay. and he yeah. just put he threw he threw the drake song at the end because it's yeah. like been a moderate hit and he knows people will like latch yeah. on to it but he didn't actually put it in like the meat of the album that's how yeah. i kind of felt about i'm up uh in my, my feelings. feelings i can't believe that yeah. you would 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 be that unkind to our friend who is sampled on that song who sampled zazie she's not sampled but she that that episode the the the, the oh, scene from atlanta okay i'm just kidding i'm just kidding that. Wow, unbelievable. Please, please come on the podcast. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Um but no, this this is I mean it's a lot it's a lot to digest. Um but Yeah, I I'm do... actually, I'm I'm more interested in your two lists because of the uh the cutting of the fat, if you will. Sure. sure. Let's go let's look at uh Prince's. Okay. Okay. All right. So what do you what do you got for us, Prince? What's your re resequencing? Okay. So I started off with nonstop. Because it's up tempo, it's um, mm. yeah. I, I like when Drake just gets straight it, right into it. Like I know you guys like the sample, yeah, because it's like traditional. But uh-huh. I was like, I, I'm just somebody that likes to get right into it, you know. Yeah, put yeah. put a little bit of everything. So I went from nonstop to elevate. Um, put God's plan in there just because it was like the they always usually tracks three four is usually like the singles that they want to get that out the way. Um, yeah, is there more? I put it into number four. In my feelings, I put five. Nice for what? I put six. Okay. Uh, blue tint, I put seven. That's how you feel. I put eight. Don't matter mm. to me. Nine. Eight out of ten for ten. Um, talk up because, you know, Jay-Z, go put it 11. Okay. Then I put mob ties. That's where you get more okay. into the gritty stuff, you know, because he's talking that talk, you know. Then go back into yeah. some jaded, you know, put some more R&B in yeah. there. Uh, finesse after dark you know put the static and then uh end off with um final fantasy and then ratchet happy birthday because it's like wow ending with ratchet happy birthday yeah, yeah that's I, that's that's bold i yeah. like it yeah because it's like yeah, i do too that, i feel like that song was actually supposed should have been bigger than what it was you know people take away sure. from it from a birthday song i would feel like you know it could have been potentially like how you know the 50 song went you know everybody comes out with these big birthday songs and everybody has yeah. a fucking birthday you know and it went right yeah. by people and i played that shit for my birthday sure <laughs> <laughs> um wow okay yeah I, I i fuck with this this is cool there's like some some very bold choices yeah it's like diverse. nonstop doesn't feel like it should be that bold a choice but it is kind of bold as a as an opening track nonstop? especially like yeah, especially like in the context of like the rest of his, his other openers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, sometimes you go I like different. That. I have yeah, to say, I, I really like uh, "Don't Matter to Me" into eight out of ten. That that actually that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like especially after the the ending of "Don't Matter to Me," how it's like somewhat somber, and then yeah. like eight out of ten is like it. Eight out of ten sounds like graduation, Kanye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's it still that feel. Mm. And that's why right after that it's like all right, talk up, you know, you got Jay Z, you know, right. hard beat punch, you know, and then after that mob ties, you know, he's getting to the point. This is how it is, right. you know. Especially, you know, just the the bounce off the Jay Z and you know the Kanye, you know, it, it would have been just to have that in that order. Yeah. 
you know, and then so you've got about so you've got about 16, 17 tracks on this is, is what it looks like. So yeah, definitely definitely a shorter album. That's yeah. like I chopped not eight. too different. I chopped eight. Okay, it wasn't that hard for me either. It was like for me to make it flow the way I would like it to. Um, yeah, you don't yeah. you don't have a summer games, which yeah, I don't like games. that song. And yes. it, it, good, thank you. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> like we were talking about before with I'm upset, you know, definitely had to chop that. Um, Get that shit out of there. <laughs> yeah, I, I could live without emotionless too. I'm sorry, I, you guys put that as your intro. Ah, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I fuck with emotionless. It's just a long track yeah, to me. You know, uh, it's five minutes. It's mm. like, you know, it is. Yeah, it is a lo- it is oh, long. Oh, but for, I, for an I, I'm a sucker for a five like Tuscan leather. <laughs> yeah, if you if you notice, yeah. like I took out some of the bigger the songs with the longer duration. I, I made mine yeah. literally like a a shorter album. I probably cut off by eighteen minutes just off of you know yeah. those tracks that I cut off. Uh, right. Can't take a joke. I took that off too, which was um, it's like what I have Sanchez Rose, you know. I just took the one. I also took out "Can't Take a Joke." Yeah, but that this was the the way that I felt like it could have been um, safe. Yeah, that's right. what that's the way you know, safe a safe album. Sure, fair. All right, John, let's let's take a peek at yours. Drum roll. Okay, so I really I really wanted to make this like as short an album as possible. I wanted to cap it at like fifteen tracks, not go over like fifty five minutes. Uh, and it was actually hard. Like, and that, that made me realize that I like really do. I am attached to a lot of these songs because there were a lot of songs that I was just like, it's a good song, but it doesn't need to be on the album because there mm. are other songs like that do it that do it really well. So for me, it was like a matter of balance, like making it as dynamic as possible, having some of those like heavy hitters, like those total bangers, but also having some of like those more mellow moments. Uh, so I'm going with uh, track one, emotionless. Two, eight out of ten. Three, God's plan. Uh, four mob ties five nonstop six nice for what seven blue tint eight in my feelings nine final fantasy ten elevate eleven that's how you feel uh twelve after dark thirteen sandra's rose and fourteen march fourteen uh fourteen tracks it is fifty one minutes so it would be drake's shortest album of all time uh, behind nothing was the same uh, and I think if I do say so myself it makes for a really good record I like listen to the shit out of this like I've had this made for like three weeks at this point and I made some some minor ch- minor changes today um, but yeah that's what we're working with here I like uh, this yeah you guys you guys both cut can't take a joke you both cut I'm upset um, mm-hmm. both cut summer, summer games. games yeah, yeah. Um, finesse i i really i like finesse but again it's just like i think there are songs that kind of get that mm. across right that like he has maybe i would he put has it... better versions of, of finesse, finesse. Yes. In his, yeah in his, but it, it was a, it was a his, smooth yeah. track to me it was like a mm. it's yeah. just there you know i think it's yeah. a good filler but i think like just god's plan up until in my feelings like if that was how the album came out just like what a run like what a run that would be mm-hmm uh, of just like incredible incredible songs but like also not so much that it's like it's too much like they're they're incredible in different in different ways yeah um the thing that for me was like i wasn't sure of where i should put nice for what in the album um just because like it's it's such an incredible song it's one it of my favorite songs it can go anywhere it can go anywhere can we actually I was talk like, about you find nice the right what? place for it of course yeah let's talk about it do you not like it no i love it but that's what i'm saying like okay. people people 
don't even think about what transpired out of that. You know, it built people's careers. Danny Lay, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Literally got her career off of that, just doing that yeah. little Shiggy, another one. You know, they did the dance, and, and, you know, it came up with its own dance, and it stands on its own. But mm, yeah. these are two people that literally got paid off of this shit, you know? She became mm. a credible artist just because of her jumping out her car and doing the dance, you know, right. while the car is right. running. And people paid right. attention to her and then put put the magnifying glass on her and said, holy shit, she can actually sing. Let's put something together on her, you know? Right. Regardless if the engine was already starting to be rolling for her. But Shiggy, again, another a kid from Queens that just literally danced, you know? Right. Well, and I, I could be wrong, but I feel like, did it do something for a certain, like, generation or, like, Lauren Hill to some degree. Yeah, that, like, that, that sample she, was that sample is so underrated, you know. Mm, yeah, but it's just yeah, it, it's a sample, and even getting a Lauren Hill sample cleared, like holy shit, you know. Yeah, she, yeah. she can't even show up to her her shows on time. <laughs> and I'm not saying that like that. That's not me saying that Drake like made Lauren Hill, but I'm just saying like for people who wouldn't have been exposed to her otherwise, like I think it did do that. Yeah, well, I think pe- that song was was so big, you know that sample made it just brought it back to life i know how yeah. publishing went back crazy after that too sure the royalties yeah it's, it's a it's such a good i just i love that song so much i every single time i listen to it it's like i am hearing it for the first time all over again yeah it's a definitely uh, a happy song yeah Put you need that me. yeah good vibes only especially nowadays especially nowadays yeah um awesome yeah these are all these are all killer so um i wish there was some way for us to some way, some way for us to share it. If you follow me on Spotify, you can find my playlist. It's Scorpion colon uh, reconsidered and resequenced. Okay. Uh, Pat, is, is yours uh, is yours available on your Apple your Apple Music? No, I put uh, it on pl- I put it on private because I realized I was putting all my playlists publicly, and I just like didn't I didn't want that kind of exposure. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't know? stand behind your I choices like did. I stand behind my choices. No, no I just more, like more private. <laughs> I had like. I had like a whole like Benny the Butcher playlist and I found out it was uh-huh. public and it was like one of the first things you find when you type in Benny the Butcher and I was like, I don't need this. Sure. Okay. Like, All right. I don't want it. Well, I like attention wherever I can find it. So <laughs> right. Well, right. Follow, me, well, follow me on I'm, Spotify. Follow yeah, my playlists. Well, John is an only child of five. Uh, so I'm not an only child. You're the only child. I, that was a joke. I know. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. Sorry. We're not, we're on the same level there. Um, Awesome, uh, Prince. Where where can where we can people where find can we find you? yeah you on the internet? Prince Dollars on uh, Instagram, everything, all social medias except TikTok because there's a guy named Prince Dollars that lives in Dubai. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he has he has cheetahs and, yeah, yeah, and, and Ferraris. Seriously, yeah, and... <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, you can't you can't compete with that. No, no, no. I'm like, he got it incredible. I was I was trying to flag him, but I'm like, man. He's yeah. the real deal. But he probably feels the same thing about all the other social media that I have from him. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> like, I got the Gmail first, too. Right. We'll, we'll include, uh, yeah, links to all of that in the uh, in the, in the the show description, awesome. in the show notes. Uh, and maybe we'll also include a link to uh, Prince Dollar's uh, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Well, yeah. Show him some love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for uh, for joining us, Prince. This no, was, thank uh, this you. This is really great. I actually yeah. I feel like I have like a the new perspective on on scripting because I really haven't talked to anyone who just like unabashedly loved the record when it came out. Um, so now I'm like kind of eager to listen to it like through I don't know kind of through that that lens. Yeah, that's what I do with um 
I, like all albums. I'll even go back to certain things and be like, okay, maybe let, let me listen to it now because it might not have been... Because all music is based on emotion. So if I'm not in the right. right state of mind, I might not like an album then, how I'll like it sure. now. So that's why I go back to certain albums and say, and that's why I love Views right now because it's like, it, at the time, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. But right now, it's mm, like, holy yeah. shit, you know? It had some good stuff to it. There's something sure. there, yeah. It's something there. It's all about timing. Yeah. And we'll have it forever. Yes. Thank you, John. <laughs> Look at you. John is so poetic. What can I say? It's he <laughs> just has the little dingers. <laughs> or zingers. That's what I do. <laughs> it's, it's literally what I don't get paid for. All right. Well, thank you so much, Prince. Oh, thank you, guys. All right. Take care. All right.